There we go. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. This is my very first podcast in the Here and Now series. Um, so I'm delighted to be having the first conversation with you. Um, the whole the whole piece is, is about uh, this kind of ongoing art project, I suppose I've had this autumn in particular, exploring presence and what it means for us in our own individual ways to experience our presence, to be present or not be present, as there is so much change and transformation on all levels in, in the world. Um, so, so really, there's a simple question for everyone, which is, what is most present for you now? So most present for me right now is that I've stopped everything to chat to you. Uh, and I never thought I would um, be the person that kind of got dragged into this digital uh, domain uh, way of life at the beginning of this, you know, bonkers year we've all been through. Um, but actually, I have found a very sincere spirituality with Zoom because I think, um, you know, digital fatigue aside and all that, and I had to put a lot of boundaries up quite quickly. Um, but the people I was engaging with, and that was um, fundamentally Eleanor Shaw, People Speak Up, and the communities that we'd worked so hard with pre-lockdown. And then going into lockdown, you know, Eleanor was like, hell bent on we're not leaving these people behind and had to work so so quickly to to work out a new blueprint for everything and you know she did that so phenomenally impressively um but but the sometimes I found that the most present I was actually being in my days in the trenches of lockdown where you think oh my gosh how can I do this I've got two kids in the house can I do this two hours teaching can I meet these people online because I think you are letting them into your home as well, you know, and I'm quite precious about my space. Um, but they were the right, the right people. So like I was there to sort of facilitate and support them, but really they equally gave me as much facilitation and support back. And I think key to that was the fact that we were being very present with each other in that moment. And um, I think uh, what I'd being present now um, actually, I feel very safe. Um, I've got like essential oils burning and I'm getting stuff done in my house. Um, but a lot of that came from my, my daughters teaching me to be very present because I think when you're forced to sit with yourself, which a lot of us were forced to do in lockdown, there was no running away from things anymore. Um, and that's hard. So then you start kind of doing everything other than to... I think there's like a fine line between sitting with yourself and being very manual and busy. I think if it if you lose the balance of that, it tips over. So for me, winter last winter was a kind of I'd call it like a pre pre prelude to isolation where I had my own stuff going on, and um, so I became very like DIY mad. <laughs> like stripping floors and ripping up floors and wallpapering and all this stuff. And I had to call um, a friend and colleague, uh, Peter Cox, who's a phenomenal writer. Um, 
bad to say, look, I know it's Christmas, Peter, but I just need to check with you like that I'm not certifiable right now because I can't stop doing DIY. And I know I'm probably spoiling your Christmas. I'm really sorry. Could we have this conversation? And he was like, um, no, I think it's uh, your subconscious is processing a lot and being being very active and busy. And I wasn't entirely convinced. And he, he said, you know, there's a piece of writing in this, definitely. And he was right. So sometimes it's that thing about what's avoidance and what are you actually trying to process on a subconscious level? Mm-hmm. So I kind of be very careful about the two and not getting it twisted that I'm, I am in avoidance mode. Um, so for me, I have to learn to be present and I'm actually getting quite good at it. I'm actually getting quite good at it. Um, you know, it's, it's it's your brain's like any other part of your body, isn't it? You need to you need to work on it like you would your body in the gym. So working on your brain would be like mindfulness, meditation, stopping, feeling, honoring your feelings as they arise, um, crying when you have to, laughing when you must. Um, but yeah, my, my girls have sincerely been my biggest teachers because, you know, while I'm kind of going, I've got to paint the cupboards. Like, that's my idea of being, being present or and it's actually lies. Um, and then they they just be present so perfectly. But um, I've had to learn from them and never want to take that away from them. Even though Alice, she's got this thing with water and the witch in me goes, just let her do a thing with the water. And then the mother in me trying to keep the kitchen from falling to pieces. Um, it's like, oh, um, you know, and she's got another fascination with um, toilet roll right now. And, uh, she, you know, she's she's a resident uh, conceptual artist. And I just have to respect that while well, at the same time kind of keeping a bit of order here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I mean, I, I, as you say that, I, I'm supposed to have 20 minutes of silence here to be able to do this recording with you. And my, my five-year-old snake boy has appeared. And even though I'm signaling to him to leave, he's not taking that action on board. And there's something for me about um, the younger children, especially that insistence on presence. You know, they are nowhere else but here. They're, you know, time doesn't exist really for them there's no concept of time what I find on those days when I'm in my head and I'm thinking and I'm planning and I'm trying to work something out they're the most frustrating days where the children are like no I need you here now mum mum you know but it's it's a real calling to into presence all the time and a breaking of a kind of mental I don't know, isolation that we put ourselves in where we feel we've got to do all this stuff in our head separated from the people around us. Definitely. And um, I, I'm really happy to see that lovely face, though, quite equally as well. And I say I'm very impressed with the, with the makeup. That looks great. The <laughs> face paint. But um, it's, and it was exactly the same for me in, in lockdown where you'd be trying to do something and then you just get a call. Um, Mommy, I've done a poo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be back now, it's gonna deal with this. And um, you know, running in thinking it's funny to like be half naked, and then you're just like, Oh my gosh, this translates that I'm a terrible mother. And um, but I think there's something really lovely about that showing your sincere situation mm-hmm. and um showing your vulnerability all almost. And I think what's been so amazing about this whole experience has been how women 
have been frontline with it all and juggling like the constant juggling that we've always done is not changed now um in the new present if you like Mm. um and I think there's been something really something really nice about that actually and sometimes I'd feel like oh gosh you know I'm not I'm not very good and I'm going I've got to do this I've got to do that but then at the same time you're like you've shown them how you keep driving that ship through this unknown territory so like actually they would have learned so much from me doing what I'm doing like you know keeping making art making Mm -hmm. films um networking with people and they equally because you know if you think they haven't seen anybody with everything that happened and then of course they want to see who's online and of course they want to see who you're chatting to and say like hello (laughs) you know it's um that's that's very real too um but I in terms of your artwork then what has been most present for you in the last few months this year what what are you working on at the moment so I found out in um uh, November last year that my book had been picked up by um Indigo Dreams a publisher's in Devon uh so in my head I was like yeah this is going to be finished by September it's going to be published and you know, um, it didn't quite happen like that. I have finished the book. Uh, it's in the final stages now. Um, and but I've kind of taken the pressure off when it happens, when it doesn't happen, because I just got faith. It's happening. It's happening. Stop freaking out about the other stuff. Let that to the, to the, to the gods and everything, you know, worry about that. Um, but I finished it and it's really impressed. And I understand that I wouldn't have been emotionally, ready in September anyway I realized now I had to go through a lot of things to be ready for because the book is quite um deals with quite complex issues and I'm being very honest and um my childhood experiences and things like this so I don't think I would have been ready at the time so the timing is even if it's not on time doesn't mean it's not the right time does that make sense well it, yeah who sets the time isn't it it's yeah like- says it's got to be done by then yeah definitely and I've kept making music and then I wasn't quite sure what was happening there because because the book was like finishing the book was almost like going back and picking at scabs and that's not always like easy and then I was making a lot of music so I'm like eight tracks into like a you know second concept album and that's been really interesting um but there's something very present about making music. I find when I'm doing the music, because the music was helping me process and be present with what was going on now. And the working on the book was like going backwards and picking at scabs. Mm. So I had to find a relationship between the two and be like, look, you enjoy doing this, the music side of it so much. And that's going to be there waiting for you as a reward once you do what you got to do first. Um, but for me, definitely, I've realised that the mu- the music or s- songwriting is as present as it gets for me. And I could literally lose like three hours just sat making some beats and um, experimenting and writing songs. And like you can even see like my songwriting game is like switched up and it's very, it's very conceptual and avant-garde. And um, I've been really into like... Uh, sort of like deep south gospel and um blues music and um also um Erica Badu like I always liked her but I really love her now and um so in the mornings it's like a toss-up 
And this is why I worry sometimes about the mornings because I'm like, oh, get everything sorted and then I let music. And then I'm going, well, are you scared of silence? Like, do you, is that where you need the music? I'm going, no, 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 no. Like, so I've constantly got this battle going on. But most mornings, it's usually like a toss up for me between them um, at the minute, Erica Badu, um, the uh, Sedan Archives, which is a new one, which someone, uh, Richard Thace, recommended me recently. And I'm really glad he did. That's great. Um, and also um, uh, Bugsy Malone. So a few people now are going, Ruth, no, really? And I go, no, I got to say, because I think with the Bugsy Malone thing, there's something about his accent that I'm trying to work out in an academic way. I can't quite explain it yet. Um, but also, he talks about like um, being like king of the north and, um, and this kind of like really sort of like warrior sort of thing going on. And some, some mornings I need to hear those words <laughs> and I need to believe I need some fire and I need to pretend I got guns like for five minutes. Yeah. So um, that's been quite interesting. And um, I'm trying to write about it at the minute. I'm not quite sure where I'm going with it. Um, but I, um, for, for me as well, um, I mean, with, with what's happened, I might be going off on one a little bit now, oh, but right. um, uh, so like with what's happened with COVID, it's never made us more like divided. So like um, nation-wise, so like Scotland's got doing its own thing, Ireland got Wales and England. And then how Wales is like got this real sincere inquiry about independence. And um, but there's elements of like English hating that has come in with some of it that I felt a little bit like, oh, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Um, and I'm kind of trying to write about it in a thing of the excitement of independence, but also kind of um, paying homage to the, um, the the voices of the United Kingdom and the different accents from my my friends that have pulled me through this and sort of saying, I still see you all as my brothers and sisters. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've definitely seen that across uh, the creative industries, you know, people throughout the UK coming together in a way they never have done before. And, and in a way, uh, because that's the only way we can come together online. Um, but, but, but more opportunity of that. Um, so people are closer, further away. And also we're, we're more rooted locally because we are here. We're, we yeah. Are yeah, we're not going anywhere anymore. So it's a very, for me, I've seen those very different ways of relating, which for me um, has been great because, uh, you know, a lot of my friends and my family are in Ireland. They're further away anyway. So I haven't missed them so much because I've actually had more contact with them online, I feel. Than yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. And I think, I, I think for me as well, um, there's been like um, I see kind of like accents and how people talk as um like a medicine right now, and um it's like so I don't even think pre lockdown that um I left many voice notes. I always thought it was quite funny if you'd like text somebody and then they send you a voice note back, and it was but but like voice notes is like a main part of my day now when I got people like they genuinely look forward to getting voice notes from me. 
and I genuinely equally look forward to getting voice notes from them and it's kind of like this continuous it's quite a contemporary way of like journaling or script writing in a way that I think wow I hope I've got all this safe because there's a story here somewhere or do you know what I mean um I mean, I, I hear that for me, like I think in my own artistic practice, the voice is so important because what it, what it's doing is really registering my presence through sound. And yeah, yeah. And there's language there. So there's some thoughts as well. But actually the direct voice and, you know, I, I get that sense, especially when I hear you performing, that's so direct, you know, it comes straight in through all my cells and my being absolutely registers your being, you know, on its on its most basic and profound levels. It's so direct, the contact with the voice. Yeah, yeah, I think... Um... There is something uh, really beautiful about it, and a lot of observation observation has been about my my two girls at the minute, and um, people have said, you know, they sound so much like you, and I don't think they mean that exclusively with the accent. Um, I think there's like this lilt thing or this musicality that we've got between us that's more than accent or or, or voice. Does that make sense? Like um sharing something bigger mm-hmm. um so I yeah I just had my head and it's, it's quite funny because I think I was an artist that always was very impulsive or would be like um pen and pa- like I could just sit with pen and paper without the thought or I was thinking differently I don't know um, and then I was in Sweden last year with um a group of writers but Dominic Williams and then he said something really funny this day. He was like, oh, you know, when you're working out something and it's uh, a poem or whatever, and it's like bounces around your brain for like weeks and months. And I was like, no. And then it was like, in that moment, it was like, he zapped me with this new thing. Like, I figured it was like a voodoo thing that went on. <laughs> and ever since then, this is, the, so I don't know, it's like, almost like a gift and a curse because you haven't got that urgency or agency to be like oh I gotta sit here and do this you can trust that your brain is a part of your brain that's taken care of it for you so it is like running this little show reel all the time like uh you know you're almost like um like a forensic scientist but in a writer way working something out all the time but I really do think that that was a genuine Ex- genuine exchange of something that day that happened with him that he was like zap you're gonna work differently now and um I kind of like it though I kind of like this new way of but but then it's always this thing of are you being present are you in this other world uh, what's going on but then I don't think I would survive here without the other world either mm. do you know what I mean so I do feel like I'm weird in through a few different terrains at the minute but I I don't know any other way of being Mm. and um, I'm scared of any other way way of being Mm. you know it's really common I've been been speaking with with people recently about the risk of being present the risk of being here now and for any of us who've had trauma particularly in our lives 
you know, there are so many risks associated with that because those younger parts of yeah. us, you know, for them, it's too risky. And it's like, how, as our adult self, can I be here and look after those younger parts of myself and say, it's okay, I've got this now in this in this new yeah. this adult body, you know? Yeah, and um, I think a lot of the work, um, so a lot of my work has been about so in the book in the album in in everything really has been about looking back so like and I think you're doing that for your younger self because it's like you know your inner child and she's getting quite excited now because she's like wow you've taken some real time to like really listen to what I've been gone through or what I'm trying to say or how I translated the world for you to get you here mm-hmm. and um but it's almost like I'm writing this stuff for my inner child and I, I I'm looking about I go oh oh that's all do you know like you have um so there's something I might share with you now where I talk about staying with my my cousin something of 94 so you kind of there's the story of your transition in between girl and and woman mm-hmm. and um relaying that story even though it's my story it's kind of not my story it's like something else's story like do you know what I mean and then I was just like oh you I'm so sad for you because you just was you just wanted a family and you, mm. you're seeing things so naively and you know you're so beautiful and um everything's going to change very quickly for you in a minute but we're not going to worry about that we're going to tell this story first mm. because, um, and then if we tell this story it makes your other story I don't know if like stronger is the word, but it definitely shows that, you know, because coming of age is hard. And I didn't even realise I was sitting on this coming of age thing. This wasn't my deliberate intention to um to to go there. Like, but there I am. Um, but the 90s has been very um present. And um and I think Will you do the poem for us? Yeah, okay, I'll do the poem. So I have a song I released as well, and it's actually called uh, Walk Around the 90s, and it crosses between me talking about... Um, you can check this on uh, online. There's a film. Some dancers did this beautiful film for it as well. Um, but it talks about um, the 90s as in a time when, you know, that would have been, like, my peak hip-hop inquiry uh, and talking about our poets as prophets which I think we lost sight of. I never did, but some people maybe have never seen our poet, uh, our rappers as prophets. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much they were saying about everything that's come up now with the civil unrest and Black Lives Matter, you know, that's been part of this culture, my culture for a long time. And also talking about the, this man I met in the church in Ghana and how he taught me to see with my eyes closed. Um, but that was all from 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 90s. But this is the summer 94. I have no one's heard or seen this. One. I still play with dolls on the low like, but I already wear a bra on the low like. My cousin Ferret has huge boobs and two children, hamster and mouse. I'll spend most of the summer make believing at their house. Their dad is an out of shape eagle rules the roost nonetheless. He raises his voices regular. I don't mind, it's less frightening than my daddy's silence. Ferret trusts me with her babies. 
I sing them to sleep and I'm waiting when they wake. The sun shone bright that summer. We walk miles together every day. From the red brick row of council houses on the hill, through country lanes and windy back roads, windy back roads, hamster on my back, his arms tightly wrapped, mouse sat sunny in her mobile throne. Passing cottages and bungalows, phone boxes, wild blackberry bushes. Legend has it, this is the Lost Lands, a base for broken women who've been banished. Widows, well, that's one thing. Witches is another. But some of these women chose to leave husbands, find new lovers. And they can sustain themselves. They grow roses, have ponds full of frogs. And their homes are as beautiful as their gardens. And they live alongside wildlife, cats and dogs. And they were always smiling, always offered me and my babies milk and cake. Said I was a good mammy, but blessed is to take. Hang on one sec. Sorry, my builder's builder's knocking. One. Okay.
<laughs> Sorry. Shall I do the poem from the top? Yeah, exactly. And I can just cut it there and we can um, edit it in. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Summer of 94. One. I still play with dolls on the low like, but I already wear a bra on the low like. My cousin Ferret has huge boobs and two children, hamster and mouse. I'll spend most of the summer make believing at their house. Their dad is an out of shape eagle, rules the roost nonetheless. He raises his voice regular, I don't mind. It's less frightening than my daddy's silence. Ferret trusts me with her babies. I sing them to sleep and I'm waiting when they wake. The sun shone bright that summer. We walk miles together every day. From the red brick row of council houses on the hill, through country lanes and windy back roads, hamster on my back, his arms tightly wrapped, mouse sat sunny in her mobile throne. Passing cottages and bungalows, phone boxes, wild blackberry bushes. Legend has it this is the lost lands, a base for broken women who've been banished. Widows, well, that's one thing. Witches is another. But some of these women chose to leave husbands, find new lovers, and they can sustain themselves. They grow roses, have ponds full of frogs, and their homes are as beautiful as their gardens. They live alongside wildlife, cats and dogs. And they were always smiling, offered me and my babies milk, to, milk and cake, said I was a good mammy, but blessed us to make sure we got home safe. And when we got home, we all had tea. I kissed my babies goodnight, but bless their sleep. The king of the castle sits in his cheap blue velvet throne in charge of the TV. But Ferret tells him it's my turn now, and I always chose my favourite movie. This small victory is huge because I get to see my Johnny dirty dancing, but I could never be baby. My boobs are already bigger than hers. My hair got real dark, but I'm so glad I get to watch this, even if I don't quite get some parts. This is the best summer ever, playing big girl, playing house, longing for my Johnny to show up and love me as much as I love hamster and mouse too. On those walks, we met Cat Lady. She seemed younger than the rest. Not crazy Cat Lady like the drama teacher I'll soon get. This was a feline flex beyond finesse. This pint-sized Cleopatra worshipped the moon and the sun. Dark, delicate, doll-like features, but her arms were made of guns. And her chest was tiny, but she oozed sexuality. She dripped in sureness and in-controlled femininity. She left behind a mansion. There's different levels to happy, clearly. Or maybe age doesn't exclude the longing of finding your journey. Others would rather you did this on the low, refrain from putting freedom centre stage. But Cat Lady drove the biggest bright red Mazda with pride, her head held high, rejected their shame. And she could survive on the sun and fancy French breakfast that sometimes lasted from sunrise into midday. She wore war paint like the ancients and learned that her body wasn't a house for men's pain. We are pre-Britney Spears, but she's hit me baby one more time and a teacher. She sings, you want a piece of me, middle fingers up to the haters. Our shared story doesn't go to plan, but here right now, she shows me womanhood, Europe, the sun. But much later on in my journey, 
this summer will remind me how to totally fucking boss it when learning to leave a man. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that feels very, um, it, it's, it's interesting hearing that today and thank you for sharing it. And I feel privileged that it's the first time you've shared it in a public way. Um, and the practice of learning of learning to to leave a man and and to become your own woman in a way that is not in relation to a single man or all men it for me is is very present in my life in the sense that my my mother um left my dad after a very unhappy like very unhappy marriage for a long long time there were loads of issues in 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 it and uh very poor so there was no sense of having something to go to and and in the end it was just doing it um and uh very alone in doing it yeah, yeah. against i grew up in catholic ireland divorce was still illegal do you know it was like people just didn't do that people stayed married it didn't matter what was happening you stayed married and you just got on with it. So to learn how to leave a marriage, you know, for her was a massive, a massive step of, and it must have taken, you know, tremendous courage. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but my mum, she, um, you know, left my dad uh, in, in the 80s. And, um, and, and I, I, you know, let me tell you, it's hard enough now I can't even, she must have been, I don't even think she realises how brave and pioneering and everything that she was. Um, because nobody tells you these things, how to do it or how hard it is or the people that will have opinions about it. And, you know, and um, it's it's quite, uh, but, but, but I, I think what's been so fascinating for me the last few months is, um, and I didn't even realize it. It wasn't until my friend Julia, um, she, she she read some of my things and she said, I really love this time thing you've got going on, this time travel thing where you're telling a story, but you're you're mentioning something that's gonna happen in the in the future, or you're pulling back from something in your past, all in the same body. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like that's what I've learned the most this year is that like time is not linear mm -hmm. and how much teachings um, you're going to pull on again or, or, or you'll have a realization of that something was a teaching that you just totally you just totally thought like oh yeah I just just like watching dirty dancing <laughs> but actually it was more than that or um, you know you're talking about this this woman uh, that just drove this car this red Mazda and like you 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 know you know now you go oh my god she was being slut shamed but you don't you do and you don't realize that at the time yeah like we've only got this new vocabulary or, or or a permission to like say things as they are now really haven't we to or to understand it and say it as it is um but she's is it and I find it quite fascinating fascinating these these people that turn up and they're not necessarily even passed over which I, I find fascinating that people can be with you in spirit and they're not they're not in spirit. Mm -hmm. Just, and I really do think they are with you in spirit somehow. Mm -hmm. Um so uh, yeah, and it's just um 
this connection between your past self, present self, future self, higher self. They're all, they're all, you're, you've got a team, mm-hmm. but a team of people. And then there's, it's like, I also, I know I talked to you about the other day, like my spirit council. And I, I was telling my friend Kira and I was going, yeah, they went to the ancient stars and I see my spirit council and, you know, so-and-so was there and Chief, Chief uh, Joseph was there and I've known him since I was a little girl and I've got a new one now. And then, and he's not this way of thinking at all. Um, but he, he finds me very fascinating by how I think and see the world and understands because of how I see and think, that's how I do what I do. And, who, you, you know, um, and he would never pull any of that away from me. Um, but he did say the other day, he was like, you know, you're going through a tough time. And I, it's great that you you think like this and, and, and believe these things and pull on this and that. But I just want you to know it's um, you. You're doing this. Like, you were strong. You were you were really doing this. And then I go, yeah, me and about four other people is inside me. <laughs> Yeah. I just don't feel feel alone, even if I'm on, on my, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I, I hear that, and I I hear, uh, you know, well, I, I I think a lot of different kind of points related to that, but I think this sense of being able to be resourced and feel supported by the invisible as much as the visible, it's. Yeah. So- important and I think we have experiences as children where we know that as a real thing whether we call it imagination or whatever we might call it and as adults again we have to kind of limit that or there's a sense of the social conditioning that that's no longer real so do we yeah. about it then you know and then if we talk about it it might feel a bit weird or whatever um but for, but for me that's as as real as anything else it's as important as anything else in my life my my own inner world and my own connection to different parts of myself yeah and, yeah. yeah you know I just want to be riding all all of this without that you know I don't even know if you could, if it's like spirituality or um, survival strategy or or what this is, um, but uh, it's 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 working for me. And it's like I just you know I've realised. I think I've known for a long time, but I really realised it last winter. I was going through the freedom program, and I was like, "Right, you go in here now, and you're you. Like you gotta leave the other stuff at the door." <laughs> and um. I, I was in my first session and I was literally um catching poems from the air. I was like, I can't, I can't help it. I gotta I gotta catch up my pen and paper. Um writing it down and there's no difference between me and the artist. It's exactly the same thing. And um, you know, it's and that and that's great because you you on the days so you're like, oh, I haven't done this and I need to be present with my kids, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah, but your artistry is fine. It's not going anywhere. You're never going to forget how to do this. You're doing it every day. It's exactly what you are, what you came here to do. Um, And for X, Y, and Z reasons or class reasons or whatever, it might have taken me a bit longer to get where I need to be. But had I not done that journey, I wouldn't be who I am and think what I think and 
Do you know what I mean? I do. And, and, and I go back to your comment about time and like, who knows where we need to be and who said we needed to be there anyway, this sort of sense, younger part of ourselves that sensed we should be somewhere, but actually we're only ever here, you know, yeah. where we are. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's, uh, it's exciting. I feel in a good place and I don't know if I said this already, but um. I've had um, been meaning to get my like downstairs toilet fixed for ages. And that's just been done. I got Brad who does this toilet. It's like the poshest room in the house, smallest room and poshest room. And then um, upstairs, I had a problem with upstairs bathroom. That's getting fixed. And I've got doors. Uh, I've got two minus two doors upstairs and we've got two brand new doors. Um, but I think that's, I think we said earlier, you know, that's, that's symbolic as well, isn't it? About everything being um, right and and sorted and boundaries and safety and mm. you know but also I was going to show you because um I, I I you're probably familiar with how I work and a lot of my work is very like conceptual and collage so I do a lot of art I've done a lot of art but I'd forgotten about this piece of me for a while with the cutting and the sticking and the collage and everything so last night I sat on my own and I lost just two hours like that and see it but um let me try can you see wow yeah I made that last night gorgeous yeah so it's all um I could send you some pictures of it mm. it's all blue and there's about one two three there's about four or five women in there but for me it was more than this collage it was um I think I'm kind of working out like a storyboard mm. like something going on there and I'm you know water water like some days um if I don't know what to do and I'm struggling to be present or I'm struggling to whatever so oh, I'm gonna have a bath yeah and then like you just had a bath an hour ago it's like yeah I'm having another bath <laughs> and that's I kind of feel safe in the bath and um, it's cleansing yeah. and then obviously this burning things coming in but I think last year um there was a workshop we did with Elena and um about the selkie mm. and I'd never really I think I'd heard briefly about the selkie from um uh one of one of my 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 poets that was with me on the Indonesia trip and um she talked a lot about selkie but it kind of went over my head but then it must have been this um Roseanne Watts that's it um and um I just find it quite fascinating because I had this realization in my been like August last year I was in this workshop as a participant and um, I don't know what happened. Like something happens when you sit in a circle of women, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I just, um, they asked me a question and I just did, had no control over what was coming out of my mouth. And I just broke down crying and was just, was like, this has been happening to me the last last few months and I've been through this and I've been through that and uh, I haven't told anyone and here we are, can you all just deal with what I've just given you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it was like, whoa, and I'm just sat there and held space for me. And I cried and I felt like a huge weight to be lifted off my shoulder because it was like the first time I'd said that open and honestly. And, and at the same time realized I was like, I'm a selkie, yo. What's happened to me? Like they, they've stolen, they've stolen my coat. They've hidden my coat from me. I have got to get that back now. Um, and it just changed my life. And I think that's what's so wonderful about storytelling that it's not storytelling, is it? It's not just storytelling, it's like permission to see yourself in the story or permission to um, 
learn permission to uh you know where I'm going with this don't you so it's not it's never just it's not just story there's mm-hmm. so much uh from so and the best stories are the one that you do see yourself in and I was I saw this um Malaysian theater thing called um Letter to the Sky and it was like a puppet stroke dance show and um yo it was like um it was about this little girl whose dad is going to die and then Puno the 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 death god or he was just this big marshmallowy lovely looking thing comes to get him and he's like I'm not ready to go I gotta do things you know for my little girl first and um but I sat in that theatre for an hour and a half crying my eyes out about a grief of my uncle Gwyn passing a few years before that I'd never actually dealt with properly and I was like that's present like you're sitting here this the this show ain't even about the show this show now is about you and your Uncle Gwyn having that opportunity to say what you've got to say, mm-hmm. draw some lines under things, be cross with him about things, um, say you love him about things. And um, yeah, it was like a really he- like a really deep healing thing for me that was very, very real. Very real. Like I watched a spirit dance and I, I watched me in the story and I came from there a different person. Mm. Um, so I think I think that's what's you know about miserable story and theatre and you know it's quite interesting I don't know where theatre is going to go right now mm. but I just think we need it now more than ever and theatre needs to work out its language and voice and everything throughout all this and the people need it mm. the people need it it's going to be the most frontline way of processing mass trauma <laughs> if you like because we would have all been so busy processing so much stuff and switching frequencies that who, who's who's going to be there holding your hand to 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 process it on a deeper level coming out of this and make sure we've got um safeguarding measures in place for things that you know whatever they're going to throw at us next I don't know this has been a bonkers year but probably one of the best ones of my life which I don't know if you're meant to say that out loud given the circumstances but I just did so well I, I have to say I yeah I, I, I struggle with any sense of we we have to talk about our the year in a certain way because I think that's where for me a lot of my work around how we become limited in our our experience of being alive because we have to fit into some kind of cultural narrative that's being written for us so the idea that we call this a bad year a good year a weird year a strange year it's like the year is none of those things you know but we're having a strange experience and that might be one day or it might be every day and it's not all of us and it's not all of us all the time and so I I keep on uh, struggling a little bit where I'm sort of seeing these things in social media of like oh but it's so difficult it's like if we keep telling ourselves it's so difficult then we'll start believing it's so difficult and it's not always difficult sometimes it's difficult yeah to find the resources to be with difficulty I, I I think you know if we bring it, it was difficult before. I mean, it was so difficult before that I actually look back and think, you know, as you running around with your head hanging off, having processed X, Y, and Z properly. You you're in charge of two kids. You got to keep the money coming. You got to do this. You like some of these eyes be rocking in my head. And yeah. I'd be like, I gotta go back and do a night shift now. And you know, so like the the the, the, the before was difficult. And 
you know, like, um, you know, no two days are the same. And uh, um, but I've learned a lot about myself. I learned mm. a lot about myself, and um, that's great. And I feel, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with who I am. <laughs> and what I'm doing. <laughs> and um, yeah. So that's how I feel. Thank you for speaking with me. Thank you for connecting. And uh, I, I, I leave as I, I've been doing kind of one-to-ones the last couple of months with people and people who've had maybe extreme experiences as well this year of, of suffering a bereavement or a birth. And, you know, I, I leave these one-to-ones with just, my heart just feels so wide open and I'm so grateful for the connection with you know another human being yeah so I don't know whether yeah I don't know what it is I just feel really um yeah just opened by it in in my physical heart in my cells I feel an openness and an excitement and a kind of joy as well of being in connection with others so thank yeah. you for that. no it's, it's it's beautiful it's sincere and then um, i hope that that's um what we've you know because connection is so important isn't it yeah and uh yeah it's been it's been it's one of the best saturdays ever <laughs> seeing you <laughs> it's great great thank you yeah.